Welcome to a special holiday edition of the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. And this year, to give George a little bonus holiday cheer. Bonus. Travis and I have, uh, well actually just me, I have (laughs) happily led George to Silent Night, Deadly Night. Now you can't make a George drink, but you can lead him to a shitty movie george how you doing man i'm doing great man real real good travis how you doing uh, i'm doing good all Feel right good. did i did feeling I give good lewis did yeah, i sorry. give you enough warning <laughs> uh that this actually isn't a good movie yeah yeah okay. i mean it's good. it's an 80s uh mock slasher film so yeah i mean kind it's of. kind of serious i don't know punish <laughs> so george there's a lot of reasons I wanted you to watch this movie. But before I tell you all those reasons, I just got to ask you, how you feeling, man? Do you have I, notes? I, I have some notes. Okay, because like, I enjoy your notes. Let's they hear make your me notes. Happy. Let's hear your notes. Oh, uh, I don't have... Well, I have a little bit. Um, all right, so my first note is, 7 o'clock, time to get shit-faced. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was like me in college. 7 o'clock. Time to get shit faced. Store's closed. <laughs> we're, we're done. Time to get shit faced. Oh man, that was like I lit up when that happened. I I was just like, yo, I I like this guy. Unfortunately, he's gonna die, but I like him. Um, okay, so I thought there was one interesting thing maybe that I could pull from this movie, which was the development of the killer, right? Billy was his name, mm-hmm. right? Billy. Okay, so you remember back with Tommy Jason. Tommy right? Jason. And I said it seemed as though Tommy was being primed, and he was well, not being primed, but he was primed, like he was prone to this kind of, you know, masked, scary man type stuff. Right. And that paired with his PTSD could, you know, conceivably, it would be a good storyline where he could snap and become Jason. Right. Right. They kind of did that here. Mm-hmm. Only it wasn't Jason. It was Santa Claus. <laughs> it was Nicholas. <laughs> his name should have been Nicholas. So, that was the first thing I was like, oh, maybe it should have been Nicholas. So Nicky. actually... The, the backstory of the child and the you know the events and how you know the witnessing the sexual assault kind of all of that came to a head at once and he was dressed as Santa Claus somehow by some stroke of fate and boom that was pretty cool except he was Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> right in another context that would have been it could have been really a really cool way to you know continue a a killer or or something like that's what i kind of pictured for tommy jason but Hmm. yeah and also dan i remember you you told me to remember the the buck on the wall in one of the jason movies Mm -hmm. and you said you'd bring it back it was the remake wasn't it yes sir 
Yep. Okay, it was a remake. Yeah, well, you told me to remember that because it's significant here. and It was. It certainly <laughs> was. It wasn't a singing moose. <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been great. Yeah, so that's <laughs> it for my notes. That's all I had. That's what you need is for Santa Claus to impale somebody on Billy the Big Mouth Bass. Yeah. <laughs> easy for you to say. It's really easy. I mean, that George, you're putting in the work, man. Now, I made you watch a bad movie. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand something, though. I've seen so many bad slashers of mm. a quality much less than this one that when I watch the first one, I watch it as a, a good slasher. Like, I've seen things, man. So... Mm. Yeah. You don't know yeah. how far the bottom is. I got to warn you. Like, <laughs> this is a pretty is watchable slasher yeah. movie with a, bottom a plot you can follow, films. characters you can recognize, actors who pop up on their stuff, and, you know, violence and a cool catchphrase. Like, really, they get much yeah. worse. So uh, I'm yeah, glad okay. you survived, but just be aware that this is actually kind of a good one. And think about your Jason movies again as maybe part eight ain't so bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Uh, the only reason I even accepted some of these Friday Thirteenth movies is because it was Jason. Like, if it was done with a different character, I I probably would have turned it off. Hence, this movie. Yeah. Did you notice they were drinking J and B Irish whiskey or Scotch whiskey? J and B Scotch Scotch whiskey in Mm -hmm. the uh, the room. That is like the product placements king of Italian (laughs) cinema. So. It gives mm. my Jallo heart a nice warmth because mm. it's in everything. That company just put their stuff in every Italian movie. Mm. And so it cracked me up that it showed up here because this is kind of, yeah, this is grimy enough to be like a low rent, it's, you know, genre film from, you know, a Diodato or somebody like that. That's why I kept saying to myself, I'm like, Dan likes this because it's trying so hard. It tries to so be an hard. Italian horror movie. It <laughs> tries. Just, yeah. It really wants it, to be something yeah. it's not quite. But it has when ambition. When it grows up, yeah, when it grows up it wants to be a good horror movie. But it just <laughs> never happened for me. And I think for me it happened the way I felt is because I have all those movies in my head from back then that I wanted it to be better because I'd never seen this. So this was my first time watching it as well. And I kept watching it. I'm like, okay, this is a Rob Zombie type movie where I'm getting a full backstory of this guy. And he's going to snap eventually. And I'm just sitting there thinking, man, it's just nothing in this movie is saving it for me. Like I, I sent Dan a text. I'll read it to you. It said, dude, this movie was absolutely terrible. <laughs> Not... Not even Linnea Quigley's boobs on a sh- or a shelf display of vintage Star Wars toys could make it worth it. The four dollars and eighty five minutes I wasted. Oh, man. <laughs> and Dan goes, "Save it for the pot." <laughs> I didn't want to hear any anything else. I know. It's too good. It's just too I good. Want, I wanted to like it, and I was just like. First of all, my problem with the beginning, they already had me on a bad foot because I'm like, the Santa Claus character was not scary enough. He was just like a, an annoyed guy. Yeah. And they never explain why he's on this spree. And it's just so outlandish, his behavior. And I'm like, okay, he just wants to t- steal some money. No, nah, I'm going to I'm gonna 
commit mass murder. Yeah. And and it just wasn't explained. Now, if they would have maybe shown him escape from an asylum or something, would ex- he didn't look disheveled. He looked like he just came from the mall. Yeah. <laughs> so and the kids sent him all over the edge. <laughs> if I understand you correctly, Travis, in a movie that is like 70% backstory, you think it needed just a little more backstory? Just a little more backstory, yeah. <laughs> it needed more... <laughs> More explanation of why this guy's doing this. There's I mean, a lot of random things in this oh movie. And then what's funny is <laughs> there's nothing but rape in this movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, like we're not watching, uh, uh, was it, um, Revenge of the Nerds because we had discussed, you know, a, couple, a scene in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, watching this movie, I'm like, okay, he's watching his mom get raped. And the nudity. Yeah, there's great nudity in this movie, but none of it is, ugh. Like, okay, yeah. okay, one's a naked nun, one is his mom being raped, and then the other one was a woman being raped at a work party. Like, and, I'm like, and a girl getting impaled on a buck. Yeah, like, that was the only justifiable sex scene, was the Quigley scene. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember her being really a big scream queen back then. Mm. And this looked like an earlier version of her, like, before she became really big. So I was curious. Yeah, so you you mentioned Travis. Okay, so like the the Santa Claus in the beginning, the first Santa Claus killer mm-hmm. was like really random. We don't know why he's killing. Well, he killed the store owner kind of because the store owner was you know had a had a gun mm-hmm. on him, so that made sense. But then just like randomly flagging down a car and killing right. the people inside it for no reason, kind of random, right? But all of Billy's. Um, uh, victims were random too. Yeah, like now, after. Well, the people that he worked with, okay, because they were, you know, they well, were in the same. Snapped. They were in the same random. place with them. They had a little bit of backstory with the, right. with the coworkers, but you know, he just shows up at at you know at the door at the next place, which right. was I forget her name or the gratuitous nudity scene. Yeah, yeah, with the you know the buck, well, the buck kill. Yeah. yeah, the buck kill. But he just shows up at that front door, and. You know, and assumes that everyone inside is naughty mm-hmm. and kills them, and they have no backstory either. True. And he does that, but out the of randomness nowhere. is what makes it scary. It should make it scary, like just wow. that. You know, on Christmas Eve, you're you're getting, I think, like a setup of maybe carolers going from house to house, and then carols carolers have just left that house, and then she answers the door, and it's him. That way, it's it just shows that randomness and scariness of someone just coming to your door, and you expect it on Christmas Eve. You expect people to come to your house and knock on the door, and not anymore. Like but carolers, carolers, not yeah, this they're year. gonna knock. <laughs> not this year, yeah, not this year. <laughs> but again, like little things would fix it for me. Like the guy, the Santa Claus at the side of the road. If he had killed the store owner and put him in his trunk, then he's on the side of the road. Uh, Billy and his family stop to help him. The dad goes to the trunk to get the tire iron, sees the body. Then the then the Santa guy then kills him. He has him to kill him. He has to kill him. So right. then it's explainable. It's not random, and then it explains the character more. To me, and that's like a two minute fix, right? And same with the randomness of of but him had, going to their house. But also, he had to rape the mom though, because well, that's fine. He could have still done that. Oh, okay. I mean, she could have been in the car when he was helping. She's watching it almost like a movie. In the back? Like, uh, tell me, one of the scariest videos you can see is when a cop pulls somebody over and they have a big struggle and then they pull a gun out and they shoot them on the side of the road. It's like you're almost watching this whole thing. That that could have been the mom watching it happen to her husband and then he goes to her and he does what he does. 
that yeah, way. Yeah, but then, the, but still, the the rape would be kind of unexplained too. It would just well, be yeah. like, well, I killed this guy. I might as well r- rape his wife, because that's how we, that's how people think. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I like, mean, it's yeah, still kind of random. Billy needs to see that. Right. There needs to be a rape. Right. In order for the PTSD to trigger and or to associate that with naughtiness. Exactly right. Yeah. Because and they never kind of. I might have tuned it out, but they they never had Billy think. Is Dan still there? I am. I think so. I'm okay. enjoying. Okay. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> they never had Billy associate his parents for being naughty. Did they? No. Like, well, he asked his mother if she was ever naughty, and she said, "Yeah," like okay. a few times. Okay. Because yeah. I was just wondering, like, because he's associating Santa's punishments with them being naughty, and then they both get slaughtered in front of him. So, did he ever associate that with his parents being naughty? I guess you could assume they must have been naughty. Yeah, and at least the stereotypical, twice, right? Because they had two yeah. kids. Right. Right. <laughs> it's true. Well, that's never established as naughty. Yeah, it's funny. That's exactly <laughs> what she says: is twice. Yeah. She she says yeah maybe yeah once or twice something like that. Which means ten times. Um. <laughs> Which means once for each of her kids. Right. <laughs> and then the whole, uh, the stereotypical uh, orphanage was just so offensive. <laughs> it was just so, I'm like looking at this thing and I'm going, come on. Like, <laughs> oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, his snapping was cool. That, I don't know. In any other context, it would have been cool. The, ob- the obnoxious coworker, <gasps> like it was just so forced. And I mean, the, the girlfriend at work, like, she, what's her deal? Like, she was flirting with both of them. She was just seeing who who's gonna throw shit against the wall, she see was, who sticks. She was naughty. What can I say? She was. I don't know. She was just naughty. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to like it. I thought it was cool that I didn't see it before either. So I was like, okay, maybe this is a gonna be an interesting thing. I'll do better next mm. time to find one you actually enjoy. But this is a really important movie for our conversation, <laughs> I think. Okay. So I'm glad you sat through. Uh, now, George, I want to drop a little date on you. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie, well, it's not a date. I'm going to drop a little fact on you. Uh, this movie came out seven months after the final chapter. Hmm. Okay. So, like, prime Tommy Jason context. Yes. So you're right. It's absolutely kind of a careful what you wish for scenario. <laughs> Only instead of body swapping, you've got uh, <laughs> your Tommy Jason. Tommy yeah. Jason. Mm. Yeah. And only he's Santa Claus. Only only he's Santa Claus. Yeah. But now that you've seen someone try the uh, Tommy Jason, like a literal killer made by a killer to inherit the mantle and move forward in murderous fashion. Yep. Uh, does it work? Did it work? I think I think it did. You do? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I think the, no, I think it worked. I think just the context was terrible. I think that like the script was terrible. Yeah, there was yeah, a there was a script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I love this movie. Yeah, uh, I think it did work though. I was gonna say like I think that that you know the um, the stress of seeing it and then the PTSD we're seeing it again and him snapping all of that seemed like it was plausible, except the context was silly. It never does get scary, does it? It's like it's not even trying for scary. It's just trying for like shock value and sleaze. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also taking itself too seriously. 
It does, doesn't it? Like, I'm just <laughs> yeah. watching this. I'm like, this poor guy is literally trying to find his motivation. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm watching him, and, and he's obviously, like, a, probably an acting school prodigy. <laughs> and he was probably, like, 12, and he was accepted into kind of, some kind of acting school. Because he's doing things that's not necessary for this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just watching him, like... It, they call it, you know, do do your homework, you know, sit down and develop your character, whatever, and you know, figure out, you know, what am I doing in the scene? What am I doing in the whole? What's my? What do I want? All that stuff. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, man, he is really, really trying. And it's a shame that he's not in The Godfather and he's in this, because <laughs> he was not a good actor, but he obviously had either an acting coach on set or something. Maybe he was like reading books on the side or something, but you just tell. It was a shame. I felt bad for him. This movie gave me an idea I'd never had before uh, until this most recent viewing because of our, you know, the, the the extensive conversation we've had of the Tommy Jason mythos uh, through the last few episodes. I'd never considered an alternate Friday the 13th Part 5 where a young but a little bit older than the last movie, Tommy Jarvis, is doing fine and he's flourishing at Forest Green when all of a sudden he gets picked to be the goalie and he's <laughs> yeah snaps. basically yeah <laughs> yeah and that's it downhill from there eject eject the seat yeah oh, <laughs> he's man. wearing a hockey mask <laughs> who knew don't ask him to play hockey it's actually a prequel to the Mighty Ducks it's very confusing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I, very confusing it's just. The sad part about this whole thing was I was so distraught that at the climax of the movie, the Christmas party, or the you know the build, I guess the main climax, not 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 his spree, keep saying keep saying climax, climax, say it again. His spree through the town was the climax, but you know <laughs> <laughs> the pre-climax. It's <laughs> <laughs> even worse at the, yeah. at, the, <laughs> at the Christmas party. All I kept doing was trying to find. You're talking about the climax with. Ew, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all I did was no. look for vintage toys which, in the background. How no, sad is uh, that? <laughs> which no, seriously, which climax are you talking about? The Christmas party, meaning the the morning. After he's playing Santa Claus. Oh, the Christmas party in the in the store. In his store. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay. The whole time, I know what's going to happen. As soon as he put on the suit, I'm like, okay, he's going to snap. Mm-hmm. And he's going to wipe them all out. Mm-hmm. And all I could do is try to find the Star Wars toys in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, there's Jabba the Hutt. I remember that. I remember seeing that. Nostalgia Travis was going crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, there's a, uh, you know, whatever. And, and, and nothing. Nothing I cared about was happening. All I did was try to find things to care about. But hey, this movie had a little something for everybody, even Nostalgia, Travis. Yes, it did. It did have a really fun Steve Miner type cut. You remember the the hot dog cut in part two where they cut from the dog looking up at what you think is Jason and then straight to the hot dog? Yes. In this one, during one of the kills, right as the woman's about to scream, it cuts to a couple of nutcrackers with their mouths open. (laughs) Yes, I gave us. Yes. I gave a golf clap to the movie for that. I was no, like, yeah, good job, I, movie. Yep, you got me. <laughs> I, I noticed that too. I loved it. <laughs> I finally remembered what my what my uh, imagery was for this. Like, like I said, I never saw this. So when I asked you what the poster was, and you said it was the Santa Claus going down the chimney holding the axe, right? Actually, you and were I, like, 
is it the one with the arm coming out with the X? I'm like, yeah, yeah man, that's the one. Okay. So I remember seeing that poster and then that VHS artwork and, and I wanted to see it. And then there was a Tales from the Crypt episode around that time, around 85 or 86, I can't remember. And it was Larry Drake who was on L.A. Law. He played Benny. And he, he played this mental patient that escaped from the mental institution and he went on a killing spree dressed as Santa. And he looked what he looked like what the guy in this movie should have looked like okay. at the beginning. <laughs> like just he looked like a gas station worker that just found a Santa Claus suit no offense, on a corpse. No offense to any gas station workers. No, like he, he had like he looked like he worked in a coal mine. Like he was just like No I, offense to any coal miners. <laughs> I don't sweat it. I don't care. Coal miners look dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, he lo- he looked like a coal miner that had stolen a Santa Claus suit off of a corpse, and he's like in this person's living room, and the little girl comes down, and she's like Santa Claus, and he turns around and looks at her, and he's just like, he's got like half half his teeth are gone. Okay. He just looked like he was going to kill everybody, and yeah. that's what I wanted in this, and it never happened. You had this partial model playing. The killer, and he was just like, he looked like, you know, he looks like an yeah, extra never... from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. And there was just no creepiness to it. I thought it was a little creepy when he yeah. gave that little girl a gift, because she, was, yeah, she wasn't naughty all year. But it wasn't creepy because of, like, scary creepy. I want scary creepy. He was just kind of, that was kind of. I don't want stranger danger creepy. Uh, yeah, that was gross. If you want to go <laughs> film school, like, you know, visual references, uh, that scene when he gives the girl the the present, it reminded me so much of the scene in M. Have either of you seen M oh, yet, okay. Fritz Lang? Uh, I a long time ago. I don't even. So know if I there's a the scene thing. toward the beginning when, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about it. Listeners, you know the scene I'm talking about. <laughs> it involves Jordan a knife, watch this. and it's at the beginning of M, and it's so scary because it's mm. just so much more threatening than anything you'd seen to that point. And it just ratchets up the tension. That I, I got shades of that. Now they probably didn't do that on purpose, but right. that's what it. Well, that's me, where it, it took me when I was watching that scene this time. When it happened, I I thought really almost immediately I thought of the uh, Boris Karloff Frankenstein scene with the little girl and the flower. Ooh yeah. And and I'm waiting for the full homage to happen, and it doesn't. So I was like, okay, but they at least kind of led you there but then it never nothing ever continued so I'm, I'm assuming that is almost the same as the scene from M that you're talking about not a bit but uh, I know what you I, I two different yeah either way okay. these guys weren't trying to do either of those things I get the right. impression they, no no these, they were just trying to cut the two sled bullies getting still slaughtered <laughs> which was very Friday the 13th Oh my goodness! And also random. Yeah, like the <laughs> his, his sledding without a head. The only thing missing from that scene <laughs> is is a Christmas Vacation reference that wouldn't have been there yet. Like it's yeah. a shame they, oh, they couldn't funny. have waited and done the sledding reference. You could just <laughs> where he went down the hill full speed with no head. You could just <laughs> yeah. CGI like a uh, a bright light, like a beam of light, zoom, yeah. right by him. <laughs> and be like oh, it's a crossover. Or have one of them go, later, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and oh I would have gotten it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. Hmm. Yeah, that says it all, I think. Good night. So it cracks me up. We talk, You talk about Friday the 13th uh, 
type kills and, and then it also being random with the uh, the sledders. This is, I mean, the same era as the production of Friday Part 5, the trashiest, sleaziest, most mm. random kills filled Friday. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going on that like suddenly their uh, standards have dropped so low, you know, but th- that's like a sign of the times. Part 4 is like a, a critical achievement at least as far as like this subgenre but then silent night deadly night is just like a a harbinger of what's to come for a while before they realize they can't be scary anymore and they start getting goofy Mm. that's a shame it's a shame is it though i mean they had to try it they had to try it it had throw a little sleaze in if it's not if you're not (laughs) scaring them anymore Give them an extra bit of sleaze. Let's see how that goes. Money, 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 money. I don't even know if they were thinking money with this. They were probably, didn't this go like direct to video? So it got a theatrical release. Okay. It got picketed because of the advertising offending, you know, suburban housewives mostly. Right. And then it got pulled from the theater uh, pretty quick and then had a huge return on VHS. Okay. So almost direct to video, but not quite. But the controversy helped get its name out there. So a movie that most people would never never have heard of uh, mm-hmm. did get a little extra, you know, no coverage is bad coverage kind of thing in the yeah. late eighties. Yeah, yeah, like if if you wanna if you want a book to live in infamy, ban it. Yeah. It's kinda like the that. The old Madonna motto. Yeah. All, all press is good press. Yeah, this this probably would have never been as big if it just played it out through theaters. Instead, it got picketed, and there was a big, you know, a big fuss about it. And then they took it down, and everyone's like, "Gotta why? watch that." Yeah, why did they take that down? I need yeah. to see it. <laughs> why won't they let me see it? I've got to see it. It's like children, you know. You tell them they can't do something, exactly. they want to know why. Gotta watch that. Got to. And aren't you glad you did, George? No. <laughs> but you see where it fits into the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It Am I glad? Fits. I don't know. I'm, I'm neutral about it. I, I, yeah. I see why you picked it. Oh yeah, it's absolutely uh, almost the quintessential '80s uh, slasher film that benefited from good slasher films. And Basically. it gives you a good kind of rough draft of what might have happened if we got our true Tommy Jason. Maybe we would right. have been kind of left unsatisfied. I don't know. I, it, it, I Like this movie, I think that Tommy Jason thing would have been awesome if done by the right people. I'm just saying. But it's not Jason. <laughs> it's not Jason. I, I want Jason in that hockey mask. I know he's already did, but I want more Jason. <laughs> more Jason. Well, maybe the Tommy Jason and Jason fight at the end. Ooh, oh. the return of Jason to fight Tommy Jason. Well, have Tom, maybe have Tommy Jason be the Roy character in the next one in six and then have randoms go and resurrect Jason. I know George doesn't like that. But they go and they do the Frankenstein resurrection at the end or midway point of six. And Jason, Corpse Jason, fights Tommy Jason. That would And be Corpse cool. Jason wins because... Absolutely. Yeah. Or that would have been awesome. maybe Tommy Jason shows up with Ted DiBiase 
And Ted DiBiase's <laughs> like, Munner, 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 this Munner, is Munner. my Jason. And then Paul Bearer's like, no, this is not the real Jason. And then they have a wrestling match, Jason versus, oh, no, that's The Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. They well, actually did that once. Do you know that? I remember. Yeah. Undertaker versus Undertaker. Yeah. The Underfaker. <laughs> Fantastic. But when you're 12, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan. The uh, tombstone reversed into mm. the tombstone. Mm-hmm. The standing 69 from hell. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. That would have been a kill in this movie. The reverse 69. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't honestly. This movie's yeah. pretty gross. Now, how how early in in uh, Quigley's career is this movie? Is this like one of her first movies? Well, I am not exactly a biographer of Miss Quigley. Okay. Uh, I only know her from well, originally. I only knew her from this movie in Graduation Day, and then of course right. you start seeing. Oh, she was in that. Oh, she was in Return. Yeah. Of, oh, she was here. Oh, she. I mean, Night, she's Night of the Demons and, and all over the place like, in the eighties. But she's, she's been acting since seventy five. So right, okay, she's been around. I didn't even know who she was, but I because I was involved in garage kits and model kits. She used to be at all the cons I used to go to. You know, all the scream queens would be signing eight by tens upstairs, and I met her once, and I was like, okay, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> and then I found out who she was. She was the one zombie in Return of the Living Dead. So what you're saying is I shouldn't at her. No, you can at her. She's awesome. You, you know who she is now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I knew. I'm talking about back in 1990. Oh, I didn't know okay. who she was. So this was in. The I time. met her back then. Yeah, I know who she is now. Well, there you go. But yeah, I saw her at Chiller Theater in New Jersey, up in Sea Caucus. Another geography for you. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. <laughs> now, where on the mailman is Seacolcus? That is up near the back of the head, the crook of the neck. <laughs> back in back in the the old... Yeah, up near Manhattan. The Lincoln spot. Yeah, I don't know right, if you ever right want to see Caucus near the crink of your neck, but <laughs> I mean... That might be in uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Ooh, you guys are in for a treat for that one, because it is... Speaking of which... Is there a dildo kill in this movie? (laughs) Hey, so before we talk about any potential sequels to this wonderful film, there's something I needed to bring up, plot-wise, that is just... It is a missed opportunity, but it's also ripe for a remake, so copyright remedial film class. We're going to talk about the little girl and what a missed opportunity it is for her Mm. to take up the mantle of Crazy Santa. Yeah, I mean, she's given the gift, man. She could get out there and... She didn't actually witness the killings, though, but she probably found well, her name hanging from the deer. She neither did, did the little yeah. brother. He's a baby, but in the next movie, yeah. he's going to tell you all about how it went down. Okay. Very confusing, because he's a literal infant at the time of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> he's a literal Yeah, he's like infant. the crying baby in the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my but God. But he remembers it. Naughty. They say, do you remember it, or do you think you remember it because you've seen pictures? And maybe. because your brother told you about it every day. Yeah, maybe day his brother the, told uh, him about it every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's probably the only conversation they had. That poor kid. You know, it's yeah. funny. Never once That's did I actually all. think, oh, that poor kid during this whole movie. They do such a bad job of building empathy. Even though they show you everything that happened, never once do I feel empathy for that kid. It's very weird. I think it's just a failure mm-hmm. on the director's part. Yeah. If he was handled kind of like a newt in Aliens... Where within four minutes, you already feel bad for this kid. Right. Hmm. It's just bad directing. That grandpa is super creepy, though. 
Oh, yeah. I, I don't know why they left the kid with, <laughs> with the man in the same asylum alone. And did anybody notice the car? I think after the the police, they I don't know, they show an exterior with a truck parked out front. It looked exactly like the truck from uh, Pizza Planet. <laughs> oh. oh, that's too funny. <laughs> Minus the rocket. I was like, wait, what? It was exactly the same truck that the delivery guy in, in Toy Story drives. It was a Toyota. With, yeah, it was like a Toyota with, with a cat yo. and it had just a cat. Yo didn't say yeah. You can see the back. <laughs> it probably did say yo, but it was the same exact truck. I was like, man, that's hilarious. I mean, obviously, that's where they got the idea in Toy Story, right? They were reaching back to... <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Holy they moly. Make... Now, last thing before we move on from... What is definitely my favorite Christmas movie? I mean, sorry, Home Alone, Die Hard, and you know, Wonderful Life. No, 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 no. Silent Night, comma, Deadly Night, just really brings home the Christmas cheer in in our household. Mm. Mm. Ours is Gremlins. Did you notice any of the uh, <laughs> the Christmas music, George? Were you listen? Was you were your ears on for any of those tunes playing in the background, especially like at the Christmas party? Yeah, they were just kind of random. Well, and then like like made up for this movie. Exactly. There is an entire soundtrack for this mm. movie, all original Christmas songs. And I'm here to tell you, man, they're actually kind of good. If you sit down and listen <laughs> Travis, to them. Travis is just shaking his head going, "No." no. The song uh, <laughs> no. "Warm Side of the Door." There's always So they oh, put more good. they put more thought into the music than yes. the actual freaking movie. Yes, okay, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Much more work into the music than any other element of this movie, and we thank them for it. Wow. <laughs> you are a fan. I love, I love the songs, man. Warm Side of the Door is uh, one of the ones I listen to every Christmas. So thank you to this movie for giving my family Christmas music. Well, I thank them for giving me nightmares after that nun <laughs> was being railed by a guy. Yeah, I don't need to was see that. Was that a nun? Yeah, it was one of the nuns. I just, okay, I thought I wasn't sure. It was Isn't just like it the one that random... finds him at the end of the movie or tracks him down? No, I don't. Dan was she, was she a nun out of habit or was she just a random chick? She she was one of the nuns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She but was, she wasn't the nun that was tracking. She wasn't him the down. one that led him. No, I thought she was the the nun that was at the end of the movie or the the climax <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> I just gave. George would nod when I said it. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which nun? Uh, the one that gets the phone call or makes the phone call and they're like, oh, he's... And then she finally goes and that's when she finds the people dead at the party. She Dr. Loomis is the thing? She's no, like no, the Dr. She, Loomis no, chick. It, no, she can't be... That can't be her in that in the bed with that guy. She is a nun from that era, but she's not the one that's screwing around. Okay. Right, no, because that nun told Billy, hey, you should come outside and That play was a different nun, wasn't it? Go back. Are you trying <laughs> to tell me that all, I don't, all nuns look the same? Don't make me rewatch this. <laughs> Travis, is that what you're trying What's to say? That? All nuns look the same to you? Is that what you're well, saying? Well, that is, that is kind of a problem here. They, they all very, <laughs> they look very similar. They're very hard to tell apart. <laughs> that is a problem here. Uh, holy mackerel I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a nunist is that what you're saying I mean <laughs> I don't want to put label on it man yeah <laughs> it sounds like it he's a <laughs> you nunist 
<sighs> no offense to any any nuns that yeah, are listening. Any nuns that look alike. <laughs> any twin nuns. <laughs> <laughs> one British, twin one nuns. American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any part three nuns or part four nuns. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> one British, one American. Twins. Both nuns. nuns just, can't tell. Just chew your gum. Just chew your gum. She's <laughs> oh, Louise. So how dark hearted is this movie to show a Santa Claus get gunned down in front of children and it's not even the killer? Right. Also that's I a knew- priest dressed up as Santa Claus, gunned down in front of children. A deaf priest. A, a deaf, deaf priest. priest. This movie is mean Man. and not necessarily like accomplished at being the mean. A- ACLU should be all over this show. Trying really hard to be mean. <laughs> Yeah, so much discrimination going on. All right, George, give me your final. Uh, what do you think? Is this a successful? Are you going to watch this one next Christmas? Is this no. good as Psycho? <laughs> no, 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 no. Is this satire? Is this satire? I, I actually so. asked myself that. I think so. <laughs> wow. No, I don't think they meant it to be satire. No, but it certainly is. It's certainly indicative of like a, an industry out of control. Yeah. Now, in that light, let's say someone like Simon Pegg and his friends did an homage to slasher films, and this was it, but with better writing. You could make this hilarious. (laughs) It would be phenomenal. Yeah, because it's an homage. It would be an homage, it would be a parody, it would be satire, and it would have been written well. Yeah. And I would have watched it eight times today. Yeah. But then this. Not that bad. Eh, it was pretty bad. It was bad, but it was, yeah, <laughs> whatever. But it was good bad. It was 80s bad. Well, if you thought that this movie was good, or if you thought that this movie was bad, really, either way, I think you're really going to enjoy what they did with the sequel. So, <laughs> let's talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. Part 2. Part 2. Part duty is what it ought to be part called. Duty. <laughs> part number two. <laughs> part, <laughs> yeah, part number two. That's right. So hop over to Amazon Prime, George. Now, do I need the backstory? So it's basically the interrogation of Ricky, uh, and a lot of backs. If you wanted more backstory, it's all of Ricky's backstory. So the first forty minutes of this movie are essentially part one again, shorter. Mm. Now, part of the reason for this is with the movie being pulled out of theaters, they felt like they had license to reuse all the best parts of the first movie again just to try to milk some more money out of the audience because nobody saw it in theaters. Also, for the five people that needed 40 minutes of backstory, here you go. Mm, Travis. I don't need the backstory of this but kid. But interspliced the with the, the backstory Claus. is some of the worst acting I've ever seen from a living human being. <laughs> Wow, he's bad. He's the worst actor we've seen yet. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Wow. So yeah, it's uh, almost unwatchable garbage, <laughs> but for some reason, it's all it's like oddly compelling, you know. And it's so it's such a distinct difference between the actual actor recording him and whatever is happening with the guy that plays Ricky. It's like performance art, but unintentional. Mm. I think the baby might have been a better actor. Certainly mm. more in the moment. Grown up. 
Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> just to tell you, I mean, for real, skip to 39 minutes and 20 seconds and get, wow. yeah, get through all that backstory. You already saw part one. Is Migs in this? <laughs> hey, Meg, you want to see a Catholic movie? <laughs> Multiple Migs. There's nuns having sex in it. Not with each other, though. That's a different not genre. Not with each other. Not, not no. with each other. Yeah, that's a different genre. They're not practicing. This movie uh, only has a little bit of heresy in it. <laughs> Did you say just a tit? Just a tit. Oh, okay. Just, <laughs> just a tit. <laughs> Never okay. say just it. Just a minute or two. Just get a real sense for where this movie goes as the flashback wraps up, and they get to a different set of flashbacks. <laughs> okay. Do they have a Scooby-Doo ending? So basically, he switches from flashbacks from the first movie to flashbacks of his own life. Right. Which makes sense because he was an infant for a majority of the original flashbacks, or like a three-year-old right. kid. So the performance, breathtaking. Mm. Do they, um, do the eyebrows know that they're n- on their own, <laughs> <laughs> on their own in this? Like... He He's actually, acting and they're acting. It's just like the Ninja Turtles. They have like three yeah. guys off camera operating the eyebrows. <laughs> the animatronic eyebrows. Oh, you need to be shocked. Bing. Around the 49 minute mark, he saves a random woman from a random sexual assault by running the guy over with a Jeep. So you might see a guy. Yeah, you might see a guy under a Jeep. But if <laughs> what's, you, the, what's the timestamp? 49.50. Okay. Who's this blonde chick that looks like Pamela Voorhees? I think that's the adopted mother. Hmm. Okay. Are you sure he doesn't shoot him in the crotch between through her dress? <laughs> oh, somebody died. <laughs> kind of cool. They're at a funeral. Somebody died. So we're, I'm at 45 minutes, right? 49 minutes. 49. 49. Okay. Is it, does he always carry a screwdriver to a funeral? What? <laughs> 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 You're going to make me have to watch this movie, aren't you? <laughs> it's not a terror. Uh, yeah, it's the no, worst movie no, I've is. seen in a it's while, bad. but it's. It's watchable. It's the kind of thing you should watch with a bunch of friends. Yeah. Uh, As a drinking game? Yeah. Okay. I'll be right back. Another guy's playing him? Why didn't he get the same guy? (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, twitchy hand. Yeah, He waved to me. It's the guy guy that got run over. (laughs) It's a nice Jeep. When was this, like 93? I want to say it's like 87. Yeah, it's 87. That's square lights on a Jeep, that's what I was asking. There's a period where the lights were... Uh, the Jurassic Park one was square lights. The Remedial Jeep Class Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys got your guitars, I have my Jeeps. Wow, he's awfully close to the doctor. <laughs> Red car, good point. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> ah. Did this have a script? or? I don't no? know. I feel really bad for this doctor. He's actually kind of acting. It's yeah, he they looks couldn't like have been in really the same trying. room. No, for a lot of this, they had to be not <laughs> operating off each other. Because how could you keep a straight face with? I'm sure he called his agent every night and said, "Dude, really? <laughs> take my, I have to do this. Take my this name guy. off this cast. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be John Doe in this? Because oh seriously, Alan damn. Smithy, starring <laughs> Alan Smithy. <sighs> I mean, there's. Only really one other scene that you absolutely have to see. If you want to, though, just unnecessary violence. You should skip to 53 minutes. Mm, we're almost there. It's not worth seeing the two minutes in between. Mm. But he happens oh. across somebody 
at his job, which he mm. got, uh, shaking somebody down for money, and he, he takes him out at the 53-minute mark in what could be described as a Burgess Meredith-type kill. Is it with an umbrella? <laughs> well, you'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> oh, snap. There it is. This is right out of Clockwork Orange. If ever there's a movie where the killer should have a mask on so we don't have to see his face, <laughs> it's this guy. Oh, nice. That I'll take that. That's, That's a good one. That's fun. I mean, it's, it's not fun. good. There should be a little bit more uh, shrapnel on there, but yeah. A little bit more guts. So there's some like hanky-panky. Uh, he gets his motorcycle backed into by a leggy blonde, and of course they hook up right away. Uh, mm. So if you want to see so that, it's like the 58-minute mark, but you can skip that. Yeah. Yo, it's raining. That's funny. Well, I mean, it started raining. Like, who him, needs an umbrella? It started raining the on rain, the umbrella. It's yeah. <laughs> great. It's a good movie, guys. That's, that might be the best thing in the script. <laughs> so skip to uh, the hour, five minute, and 20 second or so mark. He's walking with his new girlfriend, who is played by uh, the actress from part seven, who had her kill redone because it didn't look good the first time, so they threw her out okay. of a window. Same actress. Right. She's blonde now. This movie has no idea how electricity works. <laughs> but you need to hear this dialogue from the douchey guy in the sweater because it's a prototypical version of something that we've talked about before. Well, they both went to the, the Gap or Old Navy and got their sweaters. There's your that's what she said. Just a bit yeah. more on the nose and a little filthier. <laughs> so a distant cousin of Wayne's World. Yeah. Right after that, the movie decides that electricity... Uh, I'll let George correct me, but I don't I don't think they understand how electricity works. Wow. They spent a lot of money on the head. Notice he never lets go of his throat. Yeah. Why isn't he getting zolt? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's immortal, Jason. Because he's immune to it. I'll tell you what. I have to tell you. That head is a pretty good is head. way better than anything else that I've seen in this movie. <laughs> nice. Not realistic, but nice. I like it. Did he just say punish? <laughs> He's got to keep it on brand, Travis. <laughs> He's cross-eyed. <laughs> oh, my God. He is so bad. Dan, you know what would have made this scene epic? What's that? If the cop was played by Clint Howard. <laughs> oh. It's a prequel to Ice Cream Man? Is that what we're doing? Oh, my God. It would have been great if that was Clint Howard. Oh, my God. This, uh, this guy. Did this guy ever make anything else? The main actor guy shows up in another yeah. movie with Quigley, actually. Oh my god. Murder he Weapon. Work? I think is the one. One of those vinegar nice. syndrome type movies for people that like silly. That was movies. actually a pretty realistic uh yeah. exit wound. That was my football number. Just I'm very sad about this. I took that personally. He's got four left. Just wait guys, it's almost garbage day. <laughs> oh, there's the palm trees from the background of uh mm-hmm. Halloween. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That was terrible. I think you mean that was perfect. Does any of this take place on Christmas? Uh, there's one point at the beginning of the movie when it's like down at the bottom in text, December 24th. Oh, God. <laughs> because, yeah, no, it doesn't. It's just... Wait. His car exploded. How does a car... He shot it in the radiator, so it exploded. Yeah. Look at them all hulked out like he's like trying to be bigger than he is. He's pretty, I mean, he's a built dude. I think that's he's how he, with, he got the job was he's... Yeah, he's walking with the lats out. 80s in shape. I'm really glad that I was counting. Click. They do a better job 
Well, you haven't. Never mind. George hasn't seen that movie yet. Right. There goes them eyebrows again. His eyebrows are acting their asses off. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. It made it really hard to cash his paycheck, but the bank eventually let him. They're like, yeah. well, I mean, it's written out to your eyebrows. Oh, my God. <laughs> the eyebrows. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's acting to the guys in the back of the room. How'd he get a cigarette? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So I'm going to tell you here, go ahead and just pull the plug on this movie. There's 15 okay. minutes oh, left. Oh, no. How did he kill this guy? I mean, dudes. Did he explain it? Sometimes it's better not to ask. No, save Wait. that for next year when you do your double feature. Of Silent Night, Deadly Night. magnetic Nine, tape. And part two. He choked him with his own words, man. Yeah, but isn't there usually somebody watching? <laughs> it's a police station. Are you telling me that you don't think that the technical advisor... <laughs> on this movie was that familiar with police procedure well he should have been at least familiar with the fact that the magnetic tape wasn't strong enough to strangle somebody I gotta call the town and let them know who I just let out of here last night okay yeah I think I think uh, we're done here I think we're good so <laughs> we're good I, I don't know that I've seen a stranger attempt at a sequel than this sequel to recycle uh, so much of your movie drag it out to 40 minutes and then begin the flashbacks in earnest for your main character for what was that another 25 minutes before mm -hmm. they actually did anything in real time and then you have one little chase at the end with the mother superior type character but like this was a misguided effort boys uh yeah i, I would put it up there with the heretic um exorcist Ooh. too yeah yeah but totally I mean, the heretic didn't have garbage day. <laughs> <laughs> no, the whole movie was garbage day. Oh, golly. Yeah. Any last thoughts, George? Are you happy with me? Are you mad at me? Are you sad he, at me? Yeah, he's happy. You just watched that movie in twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was free on Prime. <laughs> it was free. If any skin was touching the ground of the car, that would work. Except. If your skin was touching the skin that was touching the ground of the car, it would also be shocked. Mm. So either neither of them would go or both of them would go? Absolutely. What they needed was the Friday 13th puddle for him to be standing Ooh, in. Reference puddle. Reference puddle would have helped. I think a reference puddle always helps. Mm -hmm. Speaking of mm. reference and... uh not really puddles at all, but references. Oh, can we can we do that part over where you ask me about my final thoughts? Because that wasn't actually my final thoughts. Hey, George. <laughs> tell me your final thoughts. I don't have any. Okay. <laughs> Crickets from Good George. one. My, Good one. These movies turned my brain to mush. Yeah. And so <laughs> all my thoughts are... Uh, yeah. These are not part of the curriculum, by the way. Yeah. This was just for fun. This was for fun. I do hope that Elves is out on Blu-ray by the time we do next Christmas. <laughs> so you can really see what a uh, Christmas slasher movie should look like. Mm. 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 Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would put Gremlins way above this as a scary Christmas movie. But that could actually be on the curriculum. So Yeah, we well, he's seen that. You've every seen now and Gremlins. then he needs a dumb movie. No? I think I've seen, yeah, I've seen Gremlins. Okay. Yeah. George, 
we took a slight detour here. It it was topical, more referencing our fall break material than our actual curriculum material, but I'm glad we looked at it for the holiday season. Sorry your brain turned to mush, but uh, you know that's the chance you take with an 80s slasher movie with a Santa Claus and an axe. Yeah. So don't the think poster was cool. We didn't mean to punish <laughs> you. Right. Mm. <clears throat> but, I mean, that's what you get for being so naughty. <laughs> I remember uh, coming up next week, don't miss Garbage Day. Garbage Day. I mean, really, this that those three moments are all you need. That's the Is whole. it 7 o'clock yet? <laughs> <laughs> Lock the door and get the, get the drinks. <laughs> so, Travis, tell yes. George what we're doing in week two of season two of the actual Remedial Film Class podcast. We are going to uh, venture down a road and watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. No, oh, I'm hey, nice. uh, Travis. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Stand By Me again. <laughs> Travis, I, I, I think a friend of ours just got there. Maybe he should okay. tell George. Yes. So um, what we're going to watch is a movie that was so awesome. That it got nominated for Oscars, but it's a horror movie. Hey, Bill, so, how how do you would you? I mean, how far would you go with this movie? I would give it a fourteen. <laughs> 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 Definitely give it a fourteen. <laughs> um, they're not any closer to catching them. I know that. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to watch one of the greatest movies ever made. I'm not, I don't care about if I'm spoiling it. No, it's real good. It's damn good. Yes. Silence, or is it The Silence of the Lambs? All right. Yes. We'll get you back on track with some top-notch horror. I'm excited. Killers. I'm excited. This is one that I kind of know a little bit about, obviously, but um, I, n- I haven't actually like watched it all the way through. Mm. Obviously, I have to have some idea what goes on in that movie, but yeah, and you're gonna watch it with a kind of a trained eye now, which is kind of good. Yeah, you're gonna see the references. You're gonna see. Yeah, I'm excited. Why it's awesome, and I think that's kind of the point. Like if we would have shown this to you before any of the other movies, like you said, you think you saw parts. It's it's gonna really. You're gonna you're gonna be watching it with a trained eye, which is good. And that's yeah. the way you want to watch it. Yeah. This is definitely one you should watch with the lights off, George. Yes. Okay. I'm ex- I'm excited. This is awesome. Yeah. Yay. Cool. I, I, I want to watch it again. So, yes. Yes. All right. Thanks for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast Holiday Special. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Remedial Film Pod. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Remedial Film Pod. You can email us remedialfilmpod at gmail.com and now you can interact with us at the Remedial Film Class Podcast Extra Credit Discussion Group on Facebook. You can find the link to the group on our show notes. And then we'll see you back here next week for The Silence of the Lambs. Can't wait, guys. We'll see you then.